I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, and welcome to a special uh, episode of the Syrupcast. I'm just joined by Patrick today. We're going to talk about something uh, near and dear to our hearts, which is E3, which is next week. Uh, or the week after, right, Pat? Yep, yep, yep. I wish I could be there, but I can't because yeah. I can't clone myself, so I can't be at both WWDC and, and E3. E3, unfortunately. Um, yeah, but it's it's gonna be. I wish I was there because it's gonna be um, wild. Probably one of the last E3s because people think that E3 is sort of going by the wayside, like it's gonna be dead soon. More oh, and really? more companies are pulling out. Um, I don't think EA is gonna be there this year. I know Nintendo for financial reasons mostly. Um, uh, to a certain extent, but yeah. also just like you get so little out of E3 because sure. the way that it works is like everyone's uh, there. Media's attention is pulled in like 20 different directions. Like you're mm-hmm. running with the Xbox conference, the Ubisoft conference, the PlayStation conference. So that's why things like the PlayStation experience are becoming more common because. Uh, they fly journalists out there, and they're just writing about one topic, and yeah. everything's focused on what you're doing. You don't have to compete. It's not this uh, massive stage that you're trying to uh, garner people's attention on. Um, yeah. And I'd say good riddance in some sense, right? Yeah, like, yeah. You know, I think this is a bit better for everyone in some sense. I did E3 once. It was fun, but it was crazy. It was the mm-hmm. most work that I've ever done in my life. Um, but I, I do see why it's becoming less and less relevant, for sure. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we really just, for this podcast, just wanted to talk about, you know, what we're going to see at E3 and also what we're excited to see. Um, so, why don't we, the big, I mean, obviously, big news is that there's going to be new hardware at this. Uh, as oh, crazy as it sounds, so we're only about three years into the current yep. uh, eighth generation of consoles, uh, obviously led by the PS4 and the Xbox One, uh, with a distant third with the uh, Wii U. Very distant third. Yeah, very distant third, unfortunately. Um, but so the kind of rumor mill has been and it's been reported by multiple uh, publications and in a lot of cases they're citing multiple obviously unnamed sources within the companies but the news we're getting is that at the very least least this year we're going to get a new kind of PlayStation 4.5 and then smaller Xbox One kind of an Xbox One Slim within this year and then next year uh, an Xbox 1.5. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> yeah. That, that's what I've sort of read about too. And So the Xbox that's coming out, it will be a smaller one mm-hmm. that's 4K capable, but not 4K capable in terms of games. It'll just be 4K for playing uh, movies, movie playback, right? So it's upscaling, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I, and I was thinking about that. Depending on a person's TV, even if it's... Uh, so I would think the newest... Um, uh, TVs have the latest configuration of HDMI but uh, one of the issues with the kind of HDI 1.4 I believe is that it can only do 4K at 30 hertz 
And so if you were yeah, to play a game, issues, yeah. yeah, it would be like horrendously awful. Yeah. <laughs> well, the other thing too is yeah. like developers would have to release. Like I know it's going to upscaling, upscaling yeah. only does so much. Developers would have to release games mm-hmm. in, in 4K, and like you also need much uh, stronger hardware. stronger hardware for that to happen. But that's what yeah. the PS4 Neo is likely going to be. Neo, it's, yeah. it's going to do the same thing that the revamped Xbox One um, mm-hmm. will do. Um, but it's also apparently going to support 4K games. Yeah, and so um, this is unprecedented in terms of the console industry specifically, right? With PCs, um, you know, it's fine. They just release you know new video cards, new processors, and for the most part, you can go like two, three years without a, uh, with a PC. You built it, and you'll be fine. If you need to upgrade something, it's usually the video card. But the console industry is built on the kind of notion that f- for five years and last time, this previous generation, five years is the minimum, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but both the kind of PS2 era and the uh, PS3 slash Xbox 360 era, they were really long-winded, right? You had... Like eight years? Yeah, like eight years, right? 2005 for the Xbox 360 until like 2013? I believe. Yeah, and it's a long time. I mean, only just this year did they stop producing the Xbox 360, right? In part because the Xbox One is now back backwards compatible with all these uh, Xbox 360 games. But even you know, towards the end of the generation, yeah, the kind of consoles got long in the tooth and they were really janky. They were still great consoles, yeah. right? Like in like The Last of Us, one of my favorite games ever. It, amazing what Naughty Dog got out of just that one out of the PS3, right? Yeah, no, um, that, that game, like, uh, I was actually thinking about going back and playing it again. Mm-hmm. Um, if I do do that, I probably won't do it on the PS3. I would Obviously, do it on the yeah. PS4. Yeah. But if I, I, I could still do that. Like, it's still a really, really good looking game that I think mm-hmm. rivals some of the stuff that's out there right now on the PS4 and Xbox One. Yeah, and, you know, so I was thinking about this. I always forget that this generation's already three years in, right? And yeah, I guess part of it is because there have been, s- it's mostly been remasters, right? Like, um, there's been very few games on the PS4, like, I can think of a couple games that really stand out to me. Uh, for me personally, it's, it's Bloodborne, it's um, the remastered version of Last of Us, even though that's a last gen, because that's yeah, when I played it's it. Still remastered, but yeah. Yeah. Um, and I guess Uncharted now, right? Like for me, that's the only game yeah. that stands out on the PS4. That's and also because like I grew up playing Xbox, so I'm yeah. more interested in the. So what's stood out on the Xbox? For so you. for the Xbox, Sunset Overdrive, yeah, um, great game. Was a great game, very unique graphical style, like not pushing high polygon counts or anything like that. Yeah, but it looked great. Like no, the no. same thing that we talk about all the time Overwatch. With, with with Overwatch, where it's not crazy intensive but still looks awesome. Yeah. Um, Halo 5 to a certain extent. Yeah. I think there's a lot of anti-aliasing issues with that yeah. game that make the game look significantly worse than it probably should. Yeah. Um, and Rise of the Tomb Raider, I think, is yeah. a very, very good-looking game. Yeah. Um, those are the ones off the top of my head. I mean, like, there's other good-looking games that I'm not that interested in, but, like, Forza. Forza looks good. Yeah. Great. But, I, I mean, I just even think about the last gen and, like, you know... I remember playing Assassin's Creed for the first uh, two for the first time and loving that. Like Mass Effect, what an amazing game that was. Red Dead Redemption, 
the C3, we might finally yeah, see yeah, a sequel finally. to Red Dead. Uh, that is would be so hype. The rumor is during Sony's press conference, it might really? be one of the first games to support the Neo. Because the way games are going to work, yeah. apparently, mm-hmm. is uh, a game will come out, mm-hmm. and it'll have specific features that only work on the Neo, Yeah, it'll also play on the regular PS4. Yeah, and so, I mean, to go back to what I was saying, this is unprecedented for consoles, is because it really doesn't make sense in a lot. You know, like, the advantage of console, you're, you're not going to have a great ex- as great experience as on a PC, but it's just going to work, right? Like, yeah. you, you buy the game, you buy the console, you just pop it in, and I mean, that used to be the case. Now you have to install yeah. them, download updates, obviously. But um, And the advantage for developers was they were just making uh, a game for one box, right? Like, And that let them get way more performance and uh, like graphical quality out of those games than they would have on a similarly specced PC, right? Yeah, I, I still think part of me understands why mm-hmm. this incremental upgrade is happening. Because mm-hmm. um, we're in a very different time. Games aren't what they were ten years ago, yeah. even five years ago. But also, the reason why I grew up playing console games is because it was like you drop four hundred bucks on this device. You know that you're good to play the best, latest, greatest games mm-hmm. for like a good five years at the least. Yeah. And so, the prospect of having to go out and if I still want to be able to play the latest games, buying mm-hmm. a new system, either the Xbox. 1.5 or the yeah whatever they're Corneo, called the Scorpio called, yeah right? um, is kind of terrifying and I'm trying to imagine what that must be like for people uh, younger than me like teenagers who like saved up a ton of money to get a console which is something that I used to I used to do yeah and so it's weird because they're taking a smartphone like uh, upgrade uh, po- not policy is not the right word but approach approach yeah yeah to these consoles and it doesn't make sense like a smartphone is such a I love my video game console, but it is not, like, my PS4 and my gaming PC, right? But they're not, like, indispensable. It's a totally different medium, right? Like, you need a phone. To a certain extent, you need a PC, even if you don't play games on it. You don't need a game console. Console, right? But it was was awesome, because you could just, like... To me, uh, I assumed that the Xbox One and PS4 would be around for, like, a decade. Yeah. I thought that it would be, like, a decade-long life cycle. Mm Mm-hmm. And when I first heard these rumors, I thought they were a total, like, there's no way. This is like... Bullocks, yes. This is like not legit. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then what Nintendo might be doing too. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't know if... They're not going to talk about their new console for sure, right? Like, that's not going to happen. I thought they were going to talk about the NES. No, they're, they're not going to talk about it at E3. Really? They said that explicitly. It will not be at E3 this year, but it's coming out... Um, some Like, it's coming out in 2017, but they're not going to talk about it at E3. yeah. That's see. so weird. I guess because, again, they want to do it at their own event. That's the thing. That's the future is, like, the PlayStation experience. I'm sure yeah. that an Xbox experience or an, a Microsoft-like event like that yeah. is going to happen sometime soon, too. I, I, I bet they're upset that uh, uh, Sony took the experience because, you know, Xbox experience. Xbox experience, yeah. probably. You know, they're like, God damn it. I, I also think that Microsoft is likely sort of caught off guard by the Neo to a certain extent. But, I mean, obviously the Scorpio, that's the codename for the upgraded Xbox. And the rumor is they're going to talk about both of them. Right? So, I don't think they were caught off guard. Like, this really, it it feels so weird that they kind of both came to this decision. I think motivated for different reasons, right? For PlayStation, for Sony, excuse me, 
it's like, hey, we got this VR headset. Um, obviously, like the PlayStation 4, as powerful it is as it is in kind of console terms, it's not enough for like a really no. compelling VR experience. And that's right? one of the problems when we try to uh, PlayStation VR. Like the graphics are significantly yeah. worse than just playing on pixels as big as my head. Yeah, right. And so I think they were just like, okay, we need this for the for PlayStation VR. Whereas Microsoft was like really unhappy. Like to be fair, the Xbox One has sold really well. It just hasn't sold as well as the PlayStation yeah, Four. I think it's still outselling the Xbox, like in terms of monthly. Shipping. Yeah, the three sixty. It's outselling the three sixty. Right and <coughs> excuse me. Um, so they decided. They weren't happy with the position, and the Scorpio apparently is like four hundred percent more powerful, which is crazy, than the Xbox. So at this point, that's not a mid-generation upgrade. That's a it generational upgrade. That's a new console, and, right? Uh, someone pointed this out to me on Twitter, and I, I was probably too young at the time to sort of put time into context. Mm-hmm. But the original Xbox's life cycle, like mm-hmm. that, was uh, similar to the Xbox One, where it was yeah. somewhat struggling. Sort this was Kazer, right? Yeah, yeah. Daniel Kazer from yeah. the National Post. The poster Kate editor pointed out to me that the, the original Xbox's life cycle was only like four years, right? Yeah, and but again, like within that, I just remember the games that came out for the Xbox One. Like you had Jet Set Radio, you had the yeah, Halo, the Halo One, you know, game. Halo Two. Um, I amazing Bioware games. You had uh, both Jedi, uh, both uh, Knights of the Old Republic, and. Um, Jade Empire, like these were games that like I loved so much. Right? And it was a, a console that changed the way that we think about video game consoles too. Like right. it, it had Xbox Lives. That's and it was way more powerful than the PS2, right? Five times more powerful, or right? Something like that, and it, it had like a hard drive in it. Yeah, you some games installed certain portions of them, of course, I believe, yeah. to, to load quicker. Yeah. Um, there's all kinds of stuff that it did to make consoles more PC-like. Yeah. And it's almost like that trend's continuing now. Yeah, and escalating, with, yeah. Yeah, and escalating. Like, I mean, yeah, because both consoles have x86. They're basically computers. They're right? basically computers, yeah. Right? So, um... And that's why I'm slowly starting to come to the realization that I should probably just play PC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Slowly, and, and it's been hard for me to, to come to that because I've always been a strong proponent of consoles and what they offer. Like, it's a plug-and-play experience. Mm-hmm. But over the years, it's become less and less. So, like, you got to wait for the game to install. you got to install patches every time you turn it on. you got to yeah. install OS updates at every every time it turns on. Yeah. And then, like, now, if there's going to be these new consoles every couple of years, mm-hmm. it's the same thing as owning a, a PC. Like, you get a graphics card uh, in a gaming PC. You're good for, for like two three four years right yeah and it's it's i can say it's like qualitatively a better experience right as long i mean obviously a gaming pc is not feasible for everyone no definitely Uh, not but yeah so i mean we'll see like i just feel i'm kind of done with this especially with like if kind of the we've if the trends we've had before where it's just more remasters keep coming out i feel at this point every game that they wanted to remaster has been remastered. remastered like even like some super like like Arkham Asylum is like now being remastered yeah right like, so I, I don't want to say that I'm done mm-hmm. with consoles mm-hmm. but what I will say is that they need to give me justification for why this is happening yeah so you have to show me crazy games that I can't even fathom in my tiny brain right now mm-hmm. that are justification 
for releasing these devices. Like something that's absolutely insane, giving me a reason to want to run out to the store and, and buy mm-hmm. one of the, the new the new consoles. And I don't think I don't know if that's gonna happen, right? Like for the first two years of the Xbox One and the PS4, like we've been talking about, it was all remasters. Remasters after remasters yeah. after remasters. And they're just hitting their stride now. Yeah. Like to me, the first game, other than Bloodborne, which isn't it's not for me, right? Yeah. It's not my type of game, but I can recognize that it's like a system selling, yeah, dope looking title. Yeah. The first game is the is un, is Uncharted. Yeah. And it, it's amazing. It's so good looking. The motion capture is great. Yeah. But that's like but three that's, years in, right? And that's one first party developer that obviously the best Sony has, mm-hmm. I think without a doubt, right? Like that really understands how to develop for the consoles for the PlayStation, right? So, but how many more games does Naughty Dog have in it within this? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Generation, right? Like, maybe a Last of Us sequel, right? I don't even want a sequel to The Last of Us. Right? But that's like, but that's about it, right? Like, that's, I think they have maybe one more game in them. With The Last of Us, what I would like to see is... Oh, that game ended so perfectly. Yeah. Um, that's the best game ending that I've ever seen. People are saying that Uncharted and Uncharted's ending is, is just as good or better. I haven't made it there yet. I'm yeah. probably going to finish it this weekend. Yeah. Um, but, like, I don't want to see a sequel to that game, like a direct sequel. I don't want to know more about their story. I want it to end that way. But let's do, like, a spin-off. Like something, something in the same world in the, right. in the same world because I think the world's fascinating it's not your typical zombie yeah. stuff it's a different spin on and as long as it's like different. great characters I think people would be open for that because that's really that was at the core of that game for me was that the characters yeah. were so and the, the writing was so good too yeah. like that comes down to Neil Druckmann and mm-hmm. his writing partner whose name escapes me uh, um, not Neil Gaiman because that's what I was going to say I can't remember what his name is I wrote a story about it somewhere recently too um, so, so are there any games you're looking forward to being announced uh, I still really like what Nintendo has done mm-hmm. with the Wii U like I would argue yes no one way ever, more interesting games on the Wii U way more interesting games on the Wii U a much better library three years in still yeah. than the PS4 and Xbox One if you're into Nintendo games Games, if you're not into Nintendo games which some people are not not, then it's a garbage console just throw it in throw it in the dumpster yeah but I'm or shoot it or shoot it yeah Yeah. Uh, but I think that like the Wii U is obviously a complete disaster for Nintendo but I think that it's done some cool stuff and I think there's great games on it and one of the games that I was really looking forward to that got delayed again because mm-hmm. it's going to be like a, a cross-platform release on the NX and the Wii U is the new Zelda game. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I always have fun with Zelda games. I know that this same. one... It looks so good. It looks stunning, right? It looks amazing. It's exactly the Zelda... It, in many ways, what people forget about that franchise is that it started as an open-world game. Mm-hmm. The original Zelda on the Nintendo, the, on the NES, that came out in, like, 1985 or something yeah. like that, came to Canada, uh, North America in 86... 
it was an open world game. It just dropped you into this world as this and little it, dude with a green tunic on, and you had to figure out what with very to little do. guidance, yeah. With very little guidance. And I know games aren't like that anymore, and I actually prefer structured experiences, yeah. right? But I think they're going to bring the series... Oh, this is what the rumors are, anyways. They're bringing the series back to that, mm-hmm. where you can do the dungeons in any order. Or oh. don't do the dungeons at all. You can just do side quests. Yeah. You don't have to go like from the fire temple to the water temple to this temple. You can yeah. essentially do them however you want. Maybe it's harder if you go to the fire temple first. Maybe mm-hmm. that's what some people want. Um, or maybe it's easier if you go to the, the like forest temple first. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's open and you can do whatever you want. And I think, I think that game is going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. I wish that it wasn't. Uh, I wish they would just not release it on the Wii U. Mm-hmm. And that they would just concentrate on bringing it to the NX and, and making it take advantage of that console. Well, to be fair, you know, like, you already have a Wii U, so it's like, you don't have to get an NX now. No, no, it. yeah, that's, that's true. That, that's great. Yeah. But just, I'm thinking for, for the good of the people. Yeah, I wish that it was coming to, to the NX so that it could be, like, yeah. as, as dope as it could I be. I mean, Twilight Princess obviously was cross-generational and it was not that great, right? I really don't like that game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I've never played like, but I will say you know like just remember I, like, one of my fondest games from my childhood was Ocarina of Time, and when, then subsequently when you go to that field like after getting out of the yeah, and the it's Deku just tree. I remember as like, there were so few things like that in game. It felt like, in hindsight, it's a pretty small world. Oh, it's so small compared to what we have now. But. Back then, it felt like limitless in some sense, right? And there was the part of the thing too was that the world design was so dense. There was so much to do. Like, just think about like, do you remember the beans you could plant? Yeah, yeah. And then like, it was so interesting of a mechanic because you had to plant them as a kid, but then you they only saw the fruition when you were an adult, right? And like, and then it opened up the world in a different sense right like it's aged so well too like i i had the 3d version on the yeah. 3ds i didn't finish it because i never f- really finished, finished games finished, yeah but i made it to like the second last temple or something and like if you released that game today on the yeah. 3ds i think it would get rave reviews still with yeah. like some subtle changes right yeah but i think it's a it's a great game so that's that's one that i'm looking forward to mm-hmm. um i i don't i honestly don't think there's any like other games like yeah that I, that I really want so for me uh i'm hoping uh anyone that knows me i'm a huge persona fan which is this great oh, series persona five. five yeah so hopefully can't wait to see that um but what i'm really also curious about if uh the last guardian will finally get a release date uh the last guardian if you don't know created by the creator of shadow of colossus uh which is if you've never played it, I think it'd be it'd be hard to play now. Uh, I have it. I have the, the H- HD remakes on, on PS3. PS3 I bought right? them at a yard sale last summer. Oh, amazing! Play them. Have not played them. Yeah, I should do that. Uh, and Eco, um, both like really interesting, really different games. And Shadow of Colossus, or excuse me, not Shadow of Colossus, but um, Last Guardian. That's you know, I think ten years in the works right now. Um, and part of the issue was that. Oh, I don't think they could ever get it to run at a stable frame rate on the PS3. And so it took the PS4. Um, you know, with games that have been in development this long, like, you never know if they're going to pan out. You just it, assume they're a disaster. You assume they're a disaster, right? Because, like, how many times that game had to have been revised and, like, just changed? Uh, but I'm hopeful because I loved Shadow of the Colossus when I played it. Uh, 
on the PS3. So we'll see. Um, that's I, I guess the other thing that I'm hoping for is like some kind of surprise, like something that yeah. we haven't seen before. Like, oh, what's that game with the robot dinosaurs? Uh, I was gonna say Do Event Horizon, yeah, but it's a, the PlayStation one. The the Inafune's evolved. Oh, with. it's um, is it or is it the one that Platinum is doing? Scalebound. I actually played or watched that uh, yeah. Gamescom um, mm-hmm. when I was still writing about games before I started at Mobile Surf. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it looked pretty cool. It was like yeah. a cool sort of throwback to like old school Final Fantasy where you had like this whiny RPG character. Yeah. No idea what that noise is. No. Um, yeah, I, I was a, it was an interesting game. It's not Scalebound though. It's it's uh, her, uh, Horizon something. I can't remember now. Yeah, Horizon something. Um, Anyways, that game looked cool. That's one that I was looking for. It's where to. you're like hunting robotic dinosaurs. Yeah. Hunting robotic dinosaurs. Um, and then like I hope we hear more about the Final Fantasy VII remake. I remember. Do you remember like I just remember when they showed off the trailer, and. Yeah. Like, I had heart palpitations. So, I, I don't have the same nostalgic connection that a lot of people have with that it's game. Seven, my, yeah. my Final Fantasy is Final Fantasy VI. Six, yeah. Uh, that's my game that if they were going to remake that, I would just be, like, running around screaming about it. Yeah. Um, but that's never going to happen. They're not going to remake that game. I, I hope they do at some point, right? Like, because that, I think, is the high point of the series for me, too. Six is so good. It's so good. I actually was thinking about finding some way to emulate it on something mm-hmm. and I was going to start playing it this weekend because I've never finished it yeah I've made it to like the very end of the game yeah and then I always just like it's too hard and I give up <laughs> so I've never yeah it. um um for those uh so when I joined when Patrick joined Mobile Soup around that time I was going to a trip to Japan and I went to oh yeah uh this uh, in in Tokyo, there's this district called Akihabara, which is like kind of like the uh, nerdy slash tech part of the city, and they have all these used game stores. And what I managed to find in one of the stores was a sealed copy for the Super NES of Final Fantasy VI. It was like a Japanese copy, so it doesn't do him much good, but. From what you told me, you can like emulate it somehow so, where it's translated. Yeah, I have this device back from my days of writing about games, my former yeah. life. I still play games for fun now. Yeah. And I have this uh, device called the Retron 5 Yeah. that plays Game Boy, uh, Game Gear, Sega mm-hmm. Genesis, Master System if you want an adapter, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't have it, Super and Super Nintendo and NES games. Mm-hmm. And it uses original cartridges, so mm-hmm. it's technically not illegal. Okay. It, it takes the the file on the cartridge and dumps it onto the device's flash memory. Yeah. And then emulates that file. Okay. Um, there's there's all kinds of shady things that apparently happened with the company that makes it Hyperkin. They like stole all the code that runs the machine from open source emulators and stuff like oh, that. Oh, that's so shady. Yeah. Which is which is pretty crappy, but it, it works great. It feels kind of cheap, like it's not incredibly and the controller's not great yeah. the controller's not great but you it, it, it gives you the opportunity to still have that nostalgic connection that some people have with having physical cartridges you're still mm-hmm. playing off that cartridges that cartridge your save files are still being put on that cartridge mm-hmm. um, and you can play it in uh, in HD yeah. uh, through HDMI yeah. which is amazing because a lot of the time people are like oh I wish I could go back and play the Super Nintendo game and you go back and you, you want to try it 
And you can't because your TV doesn't even have like the yeah. auxiliary jack. And when you get all yeah. the adapters and stuff, unless you're paying like a ton of money yeah. for like all these converters and things like that, it just looks like garbage. Yeah. And this is a great way to just pop in a, pop in a game. Um, mm. And you can use the original controllers. So mm. you could plug a Super Nintendo controller into it, which I have in a storage locker somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, and you could play with like the original everything to a certain extent other than the, the console itself. Mm -hmm. um, and with that game, which was awesome that you got me, because uh, I've always wanted it, mm -hmm. you there's apparently some way like a fan translation to patch Japanese cartridges mm -hmm. and load the patch at the same time as the ROMs being dumped, and then yeah. it's in English. Yeah, which I might do this yeah, weekend you now. Do that you've reminded me because I don't have anything going on this weekend. Yeah, um, I might try that, but I'm. I'm kind of reluctant to open it because it's sealed. It's not actually like new, yeah, which it, is what people told me when I posted it to Reddit. Yeah. I got like all the karma for it. Yeah. Um, but still, like I, I don't know if I want to open it. But if I do, it'll be to actually play it. Which is you know the point. Uh, the point, right? Exactly. Um, so, I guess we're running a bit long. So why don't we just like I guess end with game recommendations? This is hopefully something we want to do. We're if you've been listening to the Syrupcast, we might have mentioned it. We're in the process of trying to get a better studio space. We should have one soon. Soon, hopefully. Soon. We say that a lot, but we but, should have one soon. And so we want to try make this maybe a regular feature or something maybe we do once a month. Uh, just because both Patrick and I are really passionate about gaming. Um, even though we sometimes hate games these days. <laughs> I love and hate games at the same time. Yeah. Um, so maybe game recommendations. And if you're going to suggest the one I think... Just hold off for a sec, because I have a good idea about it. So, are we recommending games that people should play? Yeah, this one. I will, Overwatch is like the easiest, easiest one yeah. to suggest. So, what I was going to say, if there are other Overwatch players on the Mobile Syrup, uh, who read Mobile Syrup, just uh, say so in the comments, and maybe we'll get something together. And we need people for our elite Overwatch <laughs> team. Because there's only two of us, yeah, and we end up getting paired up against like really, really good people cool. and just get destroyed. Yeah, so and like the people. worst teammates. Yeah, so yeah. if you're nice, keyword nice, uh, and a good Overwatch, nice, yeah, nice. and a good Overwatch player and want to hang out with us, uh, drop a comment and we'll get something. To I play. guess my legit game recommendation would be Uncharted Four. Like even yeah. if you haven't played previous Uncharted's, like me, I've, I've dabbled with them, but I haven't yeah. completed any of them, um, mm -hmm. and I've only played a couple of hours of each of them. It's it's a great game, and you will, contrary to what people are saying, you will get a lot out of the plot, yeah. even if you aren't familiar with the characters. Yeah. So great uh, choice uh, for me. Um, if you have a Mac or PC, and you don't even need a really strong one, get Hyperlight Drifter. If you uh, if you don't know this game, I guess the best way to describe it is like. It's like if a Zelda, 2D Zelda were made today, really beautiful pixel art style. It's totally your jam. Uh, amazing music by Disasterpiece. He did the soundtrack for Fez as well as um, The Happening. It's this horror movie. Oh, yeah. Recently, it was, I think that's what it's called. Uh, so really great soundtrack. Amazing art, as I said. Uh, the combat system, for some people, they say it's hard, but I think once you kind of get used to it, it like... You can pull some things off where you feel like a total badass when you like clear a room of enemies. Um, and just, yeah, really great world, really great gameplay. Uh, and it's only 20 bucks, so... Is it only on Mac and PC? For now, it's coming to PlayStation 4, Xbox One. I'm going to wait for that. Yeah, so wait for that. Um, 
you can just plug in your controller. That's the um, nice thing here with Daniel. The nice thing with this is they've obviously because it is coming to PS4 and Xbox One. Um, kind of controllers are already set up for it. Yeah. So you can even just plug in a PS4, which controller, which isn't technically supported by Windows 10. That should have been my recommendation. What's that farming game that I was obsessed with? Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley. So there's, there's, uh, how much is that one? Oh man, it's so cheap. It's like nine bucks or something. It's like nine bucks. Why haven't I bought up. this game on Steam yet? Oh my it's god. It's so good. Uh, for anyone who's ever played any Harvest, Harvest Moon. Moon game growing up, it's like the Harvest Moon '64 sequel that you never, you never got. Mm, that we never got. I mean, Harvest well, there's more Harvest Moon games, but none of them ever captured the like magic of that one. It's of '64, yeah. Fourteen ninety nine US on Steam, so like. 17, 18 bucks Canadian, something like that. Yeah, the Steam sale, the Steam summer sale is probably going to be in like a week or two at this point. Yeah. So put it on your wish list if you have Steam. or It's probably on GOG too, so good old games I should say. So put it on your wish list and then just pound that game because it is so good. So good. Beautiful art style, great gameplay. Developed by one guy. One guy. Spent like four years, 70 hours crunching each Time week. well spent. Time well spent. Uh, so, and yeah, uh, user reviews, overwhelmingly positive. So, uh, grab it. Uh, anyway, thanks guys for listening to, if you tuned in for the first time, this is the first time I should say, thank you for tuning in. Hopefully we'll see you soon again. Thanks. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.